0: Malcolm's work was done there. That was just the truth. You can only go so far before you gotta pack up and move along, that was just the truth. He had come, and he had prayed for a blessing. Ask and it shall be given unto you. That's what his father said. His father also said that sometimes, like it or not, you need to shake the dust off your feet and be on your way. It was just the truth. Malcolm lifted Judith into the truck's passenger seat. Sometimes a girl needed her father to just come and take her home. Then everything would get better. He would make it so. That was just the truth. Malcolm turned to her. She was still unmoving. She was still unspeaking. Now, he didn't know the ways of the Lord. No one did. That was just the truth. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. That's what his father said. He didn't know all the ways. But if Judith had stopped hanging around with those damn troublemakers, that rascal Shane and little Molly, touch me please, he'd bet that would have prevented it. Birds of a feather flock together. That was the truth truth he had told her many times. And now Molly was sent home for acting like a damn harlot at a church camp, and Shane disappearing the same night that Malcolm's own daughter spoke in the devil's tongue. He didn't know it for certain. He didn't know the mysterious ways of God or of the devil. But there was no such thing as coincidence. That was just the truth. Malcolm looked at his cell phone to see if Linda had called. The signal was dead. It would be okay. That was just the truth, or if it wasn't, he would make it so. She had her father now, and her father. And as long as she kept by those two, she would be okay. Anybody who kept close to the Lord was taken care of, that was just the truth. And it's what his father had said. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And you are worth more than many sparrows, that's what his father said. And under his roof, Judith had been as modest and disciplined a teenager as he could make her be.
1: Mm.
0: In the outside world now, that was when she had that rebellious streak. Her daddy's stubbornness mixed with her mother's lack of foresight. It was something in her that made her act out and want to associate with the godless. And when she brought that attitude back into her father's house, that's when he made her modest again. Made her godly once more. Shook the worldly influence off of her. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. That's what the good book said. The Lord would provide. In this world he would have trouble, but his father had overcome the world. No matter what happened, God would protect the Grey family. And he would make sure that they were okay and all in one piece, like a family of sparrows. No matter what Judith had done to bring this upon herself. He reigned with wisdom, power, and love. And nobody. Not the devil himself, not Satan, Lucifer, Baal, Beelzebub, whatever wicked thing his daughter had screamed out to the previous night. Nobody stood a chance against Jehovah. That was just the truth. The church, Malcolm's church too, was God's chosen people and he would deliver them out of anything that entrapped them, just like Malcolm. He would deliver his child from anything that threatened her faith, her soul, whether or not she appreciated it, whether or not she liked the way he did it, whether by means of his truck or by means of his fist. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. That's what his father had said, and Malcolm's household would serve the Lord. Mm. Even if it took a little enforcing.
1: Mm.
0: You can bring a horse to water, but you cannot make it drink. That was the truth. He couldn't help that she had chosen to run with the godless, the unconverted. He couldn't help what she had done to herself. All he knew was that the closer he pulled her into his house, the further away she wanted to get. But he was her father, that was just the truth. He was her father, and so why was she running away? Why was she trying to evade him? Why did she hide from him, whether it was out with her friends or hiding in her closet, when all he sought to do was teach her the ways of the Lord? Where did she want to go to so bad? Malcolm turned. Judith had unbuckled. Judith let herself fall from the car. Judith! Malcolm scrambled out of the car into a sprint. Red stains were visible on her knees and forearms, but Judith didn't seem to notice. She rose immediately and bolted full force into the woods that shrouded the dark roads of that camp, holding out her hand as if she was holding someone else's, someone who was leading her, someone who wasn't there and had never been, followed by her father as they entered the brush. All the while spotless truck, continued to coast its way home, down the long, tiresome road, rock by troublesome rock, slowly, slowly. Sam sat where he had fallen in the playground. He stared at the gravel, the same gravel he had been staring at for nearly an hour. Unable to move. Unable to think. He heard something. Clouds were thick, dark, suffocating all light. Across the field, campers left their gender-divided classes, boys from the pavilion, girls from the chapel, headed to afternoon sports in places all over camp. The entire population of Camp side was, for a brief interval of time, all in one place. The field at the center of the campgrounds. Sam straightened his glasses. Looked closer. People were stopping. Freezing in place. As each camper entered the field, they stopped. Frozen place. Until, after just a couple minutes, everyone stood motionless. They were looking at something. Something in the very center.
2: Why is she doing that?
0: Sam couldn't see it from behind the bodies. So he stood up, walked toward the field, walked past person after person, and saw it, and came no boys Sam did not recognize stood one beside another, naked from the waist down. With them, between them, going from one to another in turns, was Molly Hurst, dressed in a purple shirt and scarlet athletic shorts. She was on her knees, her head hidden by legs and hips her head moving. Her face repeatedly thrust forward, twisting slightly, swallowing each in rapid gulps. The boys didn't move, didn't look capable of doing so. Their faces were haggard, hollow. Molly looked up to them and whispered,
1: It's gotten so cold here at Camp Havenside. Looks like we'll have to make our own heat.
0: She put another in her mouth. Moving her tongue, she looked directly at Sam. Her eyes were a vivid green. Sam turned away, backed up quickly. He turned. Calvin Sanders was behind him. And behind him, Dennis Reeves. And they walked past him. Up to Molly. To t- Dennis,
2: what a- what t- are you supposed to do? Dennis, what up are you supposed to do?
1: can't just let this happen. You have any idea?
2: Molly. Molly, what are you doing?
1: Serving the Lord? Oh, Jesus Christ.
2: The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Evil?
1: Hmm. Evil. (laughs) Evil. 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 (laughs) What is evil?
2: Lord, I pray to you now that you release these teenagers from the powers of Satan that have befallen them.
0: Sam watched Molly's brow furrow. She released the boy from her hand and mouth. She cocked her head, as though something had confused her.
1: Satan? (laughs) Satan! What, what, what is that? What is that name?
2: Lord, we pray. We pray for Molly our sister in Christ that she be released from whatever bargain or trap she fell into with with Satan
1: (laughs) Satan what
0: what even what even what even is that I thought I thought my name was Molly I thought
1: my name was Molly Please, help me. Please, help me. Help me.
0: A red and white deluge coated the grass. A pool of the blood of God's holy people. And the semen of those who bore testimony to Jesus. Please, somebody! Heaving up and down, Sam could see, between black strands of her hair, her eyes, Molly's eyes, Hazel, familiar.
1: (laughs) Why?
2: Why did you do this to
1: me? Why did you do this to me? (laughs) Lord.
2: Lord, please, we pray to you in humility that you intercede for Molly's soul. Show her the the mercy you've shown all of us by dying on that tree. Empower her to to overcome the spirit that is inside of her and release her from its prison. Free her with the power of your love. Let, Let the light of you... Your mercy shine on her. Shine on all of us who love her. And forgive her the sins that she has committed. The involvement she has made with the evil spirit.
1: If God treasures and values my body so much, he should just come down here and fuck it. Your preachers and your ministers and whoever else wants to drink of this love, to eat of the body, there will be no shortage of it, trust me. Tell them there's a demon or a devil or whatever you want to call it, but it's only got one name. And it's the same name that you're all too afraid to say. <laughs>
2: And we and we pray oh, that you lead her, you guide her, protect her soul and all of its beauty, protect her body and all of its pure.
0: Everything was quickly quickly darkening, Sam, with everyone else, looked up. In the middle of the afternoon, the sky above Camp Havenside side was the color of iron. The ceiling of clouds was gapless blotting out the whole sky with black. Clouds swirled. Intertwined. Lightning emigrated from one to another. The whole sky was moving. Sam looked back down. Molly was looking at Calvin, smiling. My lord comes now.
2: All of its
0: purity. The charred, smoldering corpse of Calvin Sanders flopped to the ground side was scattered from thence upon the face of all the- <laughs> Sam ran, wove his way through sprinting campers coming from all directions. Shrieking bodies collided with each other. Campers knocked to the floor, crawled over another, trampled each other. A young girl sprinted past Sam, hands stepped on, fingers bleeding and broken backwards. Distantly, a boy stood screaming and screaming at Calvin's body, the lips singed and shriveled back from the teeth as the boy shrieked perpetually until... The boy held, sprinted away from the body, and everyone's speed tripled. They ran in every direction, clambering over playground sets, leaping over the log border, sprinting past the cabins and pavilion, but all headed to the same place. The forest, wrapped thick around Camp Haven's side. Sam watched them flee. He watched them vanish into the trees trees he knew all too well. He turned around, sprinted for the chapel. He staggered through the door. He threw himself into the room of worship. Sam stumbled down the aisle between the pews. He came to the edge of the stage. Stitched cross hanging before him and fell to his knees. I come to the garden. Alone. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Shame bonded with thirst and created something follow the will of God. You cannot know the will of God. You must follow the will of God. How are the fig leaves before the animal skin? Jewels, intelligence, so. zeal, in the flesh of. You. Please. Have mercy. Have mercy on me. Flesh of God is I don't open for your sins. Repent, repent, repent. Repent. For what? repent, repent, repent. What sin have I? Repent, repent, repent. What sin have I? Repent, repent, repent. Don't oh, sin overflowing, moon blood sliding Blood <laughs> of the lamb, oh blood of the lamb. On the third day, rising from the grave of your oh, shame. lamb, oh blood of the lamb. I bleeding and screaming and writhing in the garden from your... L- <laughs> <laughs> the language has converged into a single word. Palms covered his eyes.
1: Light,
0: Light was nowhere. Sam saw nothing. Sam withdrew his hands. Across from Sam... Hung on the cross of twigs was him. Spattered lightly with blood. Glasses askew on his face. Dead. Mouth hanging open. But looking directly back at him. Something was happening to the cross. The sticks bound together were twitching, shifting, shaking. Glints of black and green were born on the bark, extended into longer, serpentine vines. It accelerated, producing lengthy and scraggly lines of vegetation until they began to overlap, to intertwine, to weave sprout over sprout. Branches thrust out through the chest of Sam's double, crawled and bent around his ribs, and weeds forced their way out his open mouth, more black than green. Wood formed claws where his hands once were, growth bound with growth, tangled, thickened. He elongated into arms, legs, and as the grass covered Sam's quickly rotting face, The Avatar fell from the wall. It stood before him. The artificial light of the chapel began to flicker, spark, then go out entirely. It was his breath. Sam swung himself around and sprinted. The darkness of the chapel was absolute. Every light extinguished. He crashed through the wooden doors to the worship hall. Turned towards the glass door. Lightning struck outside. Yards away. And sliced silhouetted a shape. A shape inside the chapel standing between the door and Sam. Gilly extended its claws. Screams drowned each other from within him. He stumbled backwards over his feet, slipped to the floor. His limbs scrambled to lift his body, helpless, flailing, as immense footsteps quaked forth in the darkness. He fought to his feet, rushed to escape through the opposite glass door behind him, found it locked. He found the lock. He grabbed the lock. The lock would not turn. His fingers slipped on the lock with cold sweat. He felt the exhalation on the back of his neck. The door flew open, and Sam fell out into the blackness of a premature night. The havoc of an overdue night. was falling. Timothy woke. He rubbed his eyes, looked around him. Outside the window, the night was quiet, undisturbed. There was no sound of anything. Timothy stood, stretched. He looked around the nurse's office, saw nobody. The nurse was nowhere to be found. He didn't see Thatcher either. He turned, saw the door to the second room of the nurse's office. Ajar. Thatcher? Hey,
2: Thatcher, are you in here?
0: Timothy walked forward. In the darkness, he could see Thatcher's silhouette sitting on a chair across the room. His features were indistinct. He seemed to have his head bowed.
2: Thatcher? say that you?
0: Abominable.
2: Thatcher, are you all right?
1: They're all going to the garden, Timothy. They're all going to the garden.
0: Timothy tried to see through the dark. He couldn't make Thatcher out completely what little he could see didn't look right.
2: Hey, what, what's going on, Thatcher? You don't
1: want to go there, Timothy. You don't want to go there. But it's going to take you there. It's going to take me there.
0: Timothy stepped forward into the room, then stopped.
1: Oh. Oh.
0: <laughs> Something smelled awful in the room.
1: Thatcher, what, what is going... Ugh, gosh, what is that smell? Abominable filth. Abominable filth.
0: The closer Timothy got, the more wrong Thatcher looked through tears beating from his gag reflex. He could see even less. He turned around, found the light switch next to the door, turned it on, turned around. Oh my god, oh
2: my, oh my oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. What the hell has this done to you?
0: Thatcher was rotting as he stood. From his chest, black growth was cleaving its way out of him, clutching the better part of his torso with rotten wood. His entire right arm had been turned into that same wood, deformed and sharpened at the fingers. No longer recognizably human. Black blood dripped, oozed from the hole in his chest puddled copiously onto the floor. Thatcher looked at Timothy with bright, bright, green eyes.
1: Abominable filth,
2: abominable
1: filth.
2: Thatcher, 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 please. Please, Thatcher, don't give in. Thatcher, just pray with me. C- 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 come on, man, please, just, just pray with me. God will protect us. He-,
1: he cares about us. He loves us. You and me, man, he, he loves us.
0: Thatcher's face was immobile. Dead. Don't, don't you believe? D- don't, don't you believe
1: in his love, Thatcher?
0: Thatcher said nothing. Tears fell down his cheeks.
1: I have to save
0: us, Timothy.
1: I have to save us the pain. I have to save you. I told you.
0: Thatcher reached out his wooden arm.
1: I would do anything to
0: protect you. Thatcher threw his hand back, punctured all five claws into his chest, blood shooting out from the impact. Thatcher! With ease, his hand searched, gripped, and finally unearthed a throbbing. Pulsating piece of black meat, beating furiously, hysterically, confusedly, struggling to understand what had been done to it. Thatcher did rip his heart out for that kid.
1: Thatcher, no! Thatcher! Please!